Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Pay to Play podcast. I'm Frank Guy about a Cleveland, Ohio today, uh, joined here with James Zajikowski. On today's episode of Pay to Play, guys, we are going to discuss our thoughts and reactions to uh, the horrible news that everyone heard over the weekend of the passing of NBA superstar Kobe Bryant. Um, we'll try to move on, uh, talk about some brighter things, uh, talk about this past weekend's action packed. Um, you know, NHL All-Star Game, Pro Bowl, PGA, Golf. Uh, and then we'll we'll see what we got coming up this weekend, which we have the Super Bowl. We're going to have plenty of props and picks and more. And then we'll obviously give you guys a little market rundown this past week. There was a little scare in the coronavirus. Uh, it's, not the, it's not the beer corona. It's a coronavirus started in China. It's spreading a little bit. Uh, and the markets uh, took a little dip last week, but they're rebounding strong this week. So that's on this episode, guys. And we are sponsored by Anchor. Thanks, James, for that ad read. Thank you, Anchor, for helping us uh, make this podcast. You guys can follow us on Twitter at pay to play pod or on Instagram at pay to play pod. And uh, we got a few other things in the works. So we're getting excited. Uh, you know, tell everyone about the podcast. Uh, we, we want the fans. We would guys on any media. Um, you can even text and call us if you want. Uh, but James, uh, let's, let's move into this, uh, discussion of the, the sad events from this past weekend, uh, the passing of NBA superstar Kobe Bryant. Um, you want to take us through it a little bit? Yeah, I, I can try. I mean, it's not fun to talk about in any regard, and I'm sure you've heard plenty of people's takes on it, watch the tributes, everything. And obviously he deserves all of that and more and just such a tragic event, uh, especially given the fact that. You know, he was doing something that he loved, and that was being a dad, which is kind of the storyline that resonates with a lot of people. If if you're going out, you better do something that you love. And for him, yeah. I guess luckily in a way he was able to do that way too short. And just um, I, I just saw a notification moments ago that Vanessa Bryant released a statement, but I have yet to read it. I'm not sure I want to. It's just it's yeah, a situation. I mean... The more I think about it, I still kind of am in disbelief, and I'm sure a lot of people – especially the, those that he interacted with because there's such a large base of athletes, professional athletes that knew him and you, you see the way they get cracked up about it. And yeah. meanwhile, the guy like me who quite frankly rooted against him for most of his career, uh, yeah. I, that doesn't just, that doesn't take away from the reality of the situation. But yeah, I think that's about all I want to say regarding it. Anything yeah. you want to add? I mean, just absolute disbelief. I agree. Like not, not too many things shock you in this world. Like, I got that text. I totally thought it was fake. Like when our buddy br- and when one of our buddies brought it up to us, I was like, there's no way this is true. Like I just watched LeBron pass him in points last night and like they were talking about him. I'm like, this is, this is fake news. And you feel so bad for his wife, uh, you know, pray for her to have strength uh, to move on from losing not only Kobe, but uh, her, her second daughter. And then also this, the seven other people who lost their lives, uh, saying prayers for their families as well. I mean, just a tragic accident. You know, Kobe's probably ridden in a helicopter thousands of times, so it's just it's horrible to see. Um, and I think, you know, if there's anything you can take positive from it, it's that, you know, make sure you tell people how you feel. Call loved ones frequently, guys. Don't put things off to, till tomorrow when you can do them today. You know, embrace that Mamba mentality that Kobe had, that championship mentality, because life is precious and we don't know when it's going to be our time. So, um, you know, I, I think that's the one thing you can take from it. You see a lot of people – um, struggling obviously over this, but hopefully uh, it can help people and give people some strength. Uh, I think that's what Kobe would like, would have liked. Well, well, well said, Frank. And so I'm going to try and brighten the mood a little bit here on the podcast. 
Uh, we weren't going to do a fun fact today, but I said, you know, if we're going to discuss this topic a little bit, we need to bring something fun right after it. And so we're going to go into a little bit of a finance slash sports mode here. And we're looking back at Super Bowl one. We got Super Bowl 54 this year. Uh, the priciest tickets to Super Bowl one back in 1967 cost $12 adjusted for inflation. That's about $89 today. Uh, and even at that bargain price, the event did not sell out. So, uh, that is just kind of amazing to think about. Meanwhile, if you want tickets to today's, you are going to pay a pretty penny. Um, and so I think it's literally like, I don't, the get in price is something like $2,000 or so. Um, but that, that, that's all you needed to know. The first Super Bowl did not sell out. So that's carry on. Yeah. Um, I I guess that's interesting that the first Super Bowl didn't sell out. You know, you kind of would expect all of them to, um, but, um, I, I, I'm not going to go back to the Kobe thing really much, but I wanted to say I, I was listening to uh, an interview we did with A-Rod and Barstool Big Cat, um, and he told actually Big Cat that he would have attended Duke had he not gone straight to the NBA out of high school, that Coach K was uh, really recruiting him. And I think that's just going to be our team-to-no-come tournament times, Edge. Uh, we haven't talked about them much this year. No one's talked about them nearly as much as last year. Uh, the Zion Williamson, R.J. Barrett Duke team last year. Didn't get it done in the tournament, but this team's also very talented. Ranked number nine right now, 16-3 and three overall. Uh, they returned Trey Jones as really their glue point guard. But what else do you like about this team? So, you know, I, I don't like Duke. So that's, <laughs> I, don't, I don't like the Blue Devils. But as a team, I do respect that they actually have one of the more talented rosters. And, uh, yeah, they're young again, like, too. Very young. They are young. It, it's not the same as, like, a three-headed trio that they had last year. Um, this year it's Vernon Carey that's kind of doing uh, the dirty work. He reminds me a lot of a guy like Marvin Bagley, but just without the hype. Oh, I mean, there is hype behind him. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but potential lottery pick, a... but not, not like a top five guy. More so exactly. like 10 to 15 range probably in the draft this but, upcoming year. But it, as he goes, goes, goes the team. Uh, but then they are supported by other young, young guns, Cassius Stanley. And he was a guy I heard more about coming into this year. He's got 12 points a game. Um, and then Trey Jones is kind of the one veteran in that lineup that really is the glue guy of sorts, yeah. but obviously a big contributor for them too. 15 points, seven assists a game. Um, I, I'll say this. I, I think there's very few teams that have the depth that they do because even like they've got guys off the bench, like yeah, um, Jack White, and Javin Deloria, two guys that played yeah. significant minutes last year, are actually contributing a little less this year. And they were pretty decent players. I thought. I would agree with that. Yeah, they didn't have the depth last year, and I think this year you can make the argument that they do. Um, and uh, Alex O'Connell, another guy that's super, super hateable. Uh, gold <laughs> wire. Yeah, no, they do have kind of their typical Duke players. Uh, and how about this? Jack White was clipping threes uh, last night against Pittsburgh, and that just brought me back to the time when he missed 28 consecutive threes. Last year, yeah, that was uh, awesome. That was, yeah. When he had all the talent around him this year, there, there still is talent around him. But the point there being, it's not the same big names that you heard all about last year. Yeah. Uh, but now he's kind of contributing in a more comfortable role without the cameras on him every moment. Um, so that's all I really want to say about them. They did have a nice win over Pittsburgh, uh, who fought back against them. Um, and then they've got some good upcoming games. Like I said, kind of a down year in the ACC, but uh, a good resume for them so far. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, they got over 10 guys playing 13 minutes. I think that's pretty interesting. So that really shows you their depth that uh, a lot of guys are getting significant time. Um, and, you know, they can really bring a lot of different different pieces at you. Uh, but, yeah, they have North Carolina next Saturday. I know you'll be cheering for the Tar Heels big in that one. Tar Heels Consider, considering going. We'll see if it's worth the investment. They, they, the Tar Heels are picking it up. A couple good wins uh, over Miami and over um, North, NC, State, NC, State. Yeah, NC State yesterday. Yep. And then uh, they got Florida State the following weekend, who is uh, number five in the AP Top 25 right now, the top-ranked ACC team. But uh, they went down and will probably move below Louisville and Duke after losing to Virginia, you said? that is, Yeah, yeah the Cavaliers took them down yeah. in, in Charlottesville. Yeah, so that's uh, college basketball right now. Uh, San Diego State still undefeated. Uh, if you didn't listen to our last episode, we interviewed Yanni Wetzel, uh, the, the Auckland Aztec himself. Uh, he was a great guy to interview, and uh, they got a big win for me in a parlay on Sunday, so that was awesome. Um, very happy with that. Uh, anything else in college basketball, Zed, or should we uh, move on to some other sports before we get into the Super Bowl? Yeah, it was like a week where they finally kept the top ten about the same. Yeah. Like week over week, and Baylor uh, still hanging on to that one spot, and deservedly so with Gonzaga right on their tail. So, no, not nothing else on that spectrum for me. But I think there's plenty of other sports that have been in the news and ongoing lately, Frank, that we should probably kick into, kick into conversation uh, and my favorite so far has been the Australian Open. Yeah, tennis is uh, electric. Um, no, nothing to deny about that. And uh, we got some great matchups. The women's semifinals are tonight, um, probably starting pretty soon here as we're recording here on a Wednesday night. Um, so you guys will know the final by the time you listen. Uh, Ashley Barty is the number one seed. Um, she, the Australian is hoping to take home the, her second Grand Slam in her home country. So we'll see. And then yeah, what else? We got the men's too. Highly, yeah. the men's men's has been fantastic tennis. I was actually this morning, uh, <laughs> I bet against Rafael Nadal. Game started around, I should say the match started around um, three thirty a.m. Eastern time. Um, <laughs> I woke up around six thirty a.m. Eastern time, and I was like, "Oh, you know what? There's 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 a chance my bet might be playing out right now." I went from my bed to my couch, just turned on the TV, did my morning routine there. Um, and so that was really cool to see. And you got to win. Oh, oh, sorry to interrupt. We're going to do sad beats in a little bit, but there's, I just suffered two in a row since we started this episode. (laughs) Wake Forest plus nine, they're down 10 and they don't even get a shot up. They had 10 seconds and they just walked out the clock. Oh, they don't even Uh, try. They don't even. Second half meltdown. And then, yeah, I had Memphis minus two and a half that, uh, they're up five and, Missed and uh, UCF missed three threes in a row, got three offensive rebounds in a row, and they hit the fourth three to make it a two point game with two seconds left. And they can't foul in that two seconds. UCF could not foul Memphis in that two seconds. So my minus two and a half goes to shit as Memphis wins by two. So I was talking to you before the episode how we were going to go for go for the bookies' throat this week, but that does not appear to be the case. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Back to tennis. That was a little personal <laughs> moment. I don't. I don't have any. Those were my sad beats of the week. Just suffered within the last. Oh, I don't know, ten minutes. Should we? And then. <laughs> All right. Let's get back to the the business at hand. We have uh, your guy. What is the first name? Daniel, I think. Team. Dom, Dom, Dominic Team versus uh, Sasha Zverev or Zverev. I believe. I think it's Zverev. Yeah. The German. Uh, six six. About oh, I don't know. A couple months older than both of us. And he just has a wildly fast serve. And meanwhile, Dominic team 
kind of wore down Rafael Nadal. Uh, won three tie breaks in four sets to give me that upset. Um, so the two of them facing off against one each other, they're tugging at my heart. Uh, I think that'll be a phenomenal matchup. I think either one of them will pose a threat to the winner of Federer versus Djokovic. Uh, that match will be over by the time you guys are listening to this episode. Uh, so obviously one of the, the big three, technically Federer, Djokovic, Nadal, you're going to see one of them pitted against one of these young guns, team about four years older than us, I think 27 years old or something like that. Um, yeah. So that'll be decided over the next couple of days. That fi- final will be Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern, yeah. Uh, yeah, 7 p.m. Eastern. So clear your Saturday night schedules. That will be a phenomenal matchup. Uh, and that those matches could go all five hours, in all honesty. You might be watching till midnight because these guys will go these guys are night. they're unbelievable shot for shot tennis is electric if you don't watch you need to you need you can you need to tune in you can bet the over on games like, like length bet, like <laughs> yeah length like there's like the over under is like how many games will be played essentially oh like okay i know what you mean like the games within the match yep okay i yeah yeah um alrighty. that's 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 tennis for you guys uh, women's final is Friday night, men's final Saturday night of the Australian Open. Um, in the Pro Bowl this past weekend, uh, the AFC won 38-33. Lamar Jackson, MVP. Yep, he's going to be a double MVP. MVP. Yeah. And, and, did you, you, did you watch him in precision passing, though? No, it, I did see the highlights. Jarvis, yeah, Jarvis Landry scored more points than him in precision passing. So, Wow. <laughs> so that, that might be all you need to know about that. Lamar, but I mean, yeah. he's still a special talent at the quarterback position, and he did throw the ball pretty well this year. So I don't think that's too indicative. But Kirk Cousins, Deshaun Watson, and even uh, what did I just say? Jarvis beat him in the points for that. So. Yeah, tough look for you know an MVP. The the MVP was missing this year is the Super Bowl MVP. Uh, we'll get to that in just a moment. Yeah, but yeah. What else? The high scoring game. The over. The over smacks. First time in a little while, I believe, yeah. that the over. Yeah, first time in four years. Um, got to that point. 71 points scored. All right, let's talk a little golf, Frank. We the Last weekend, it was the Farmers Insurance Open. Mark Leishman takes it home with a phenomenal Sunday. He went minus seven. Um, yeah. Really just lights out. And th- I mean, there were some good competitors. Rory was in there all weekend. I think he finished tied for third. Um you didn't see too many of the big names. John Rahm that... was up there, I think. Rahm, Rahm was, yeah. Rahm was a top I like him. Finisher. I like him to get a major this year. You like, you like Rahm to get a yeah. major? Yeah. Hey, I, I, I keep thinking that. Ricky Fowler, too, but he just, uh, I don't know. I'm losing faith in that he'll ever get one. You'll just root for I him. I always root for Ricky, but I just, yeah. But I think Rahm will get one. Rahm is, I like him because he gets so emotional, too, in the match. He gets pissed off at himself. Yep. But they'll be uh, at the Waste Management Open this weekend in Phoenix, Arizona, one of the, the most fun tournaments in golf. Um, basically, the fans are just – they're going wild the entire time. It's like uh, – it's kind of like watching Happy Gilmore, uh, but in modern modern PGA golf. Yeah, no, that's a very good way to put it, actually. Um, looking at – Happy learned how to wanna... putt. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that was a pretty good impersonation. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure most – most listeners are going to think, wow, did I just turn on that movie yeah, for a second? probably not. Um, <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll talk about the NHL now, James. Uh, not, not golf anymore. Um, the 2020 All-Star game was this past weekend. This Pacific division took it home. Uh, interesting format. They play like a three-on-three tournament, I think, right? 
Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, yeah, I didn't yeah. get to catch it to be honest. Uh, it was a little bit of a busy weekend, but N- neither did I. You were you you had your fair share of things to take care of, and you were also, I know, big on the X Games. Too. Yeah, big on the X Games. The X Games was pretty fun uh, to watch. I watched uh, women's super pipe, men's super pipe. Kind of, I was kind of all over the map, but um, always fun watching the X Games. Just those people are just insane. Like it, they are the triple cork sixteen hundreds. Like, are like how the heck do people do that and then land on there? their snowboards or skis. I, I, I'll i tell you what, I did watch a little bit of it. I was going to say I skipped that. Uh, meanwhile, you skipped the NHL All-Star game. But it's worth noting that David Pasternak of the Bruins, uh, he won the All-Star MVP honors. Okay. Um, but, you know, it, I like I said, worth mentioning, but I don't, I don't care too much beyond that. Uh, but he had a very uh, hilarious mic'd up exchange with the referee during the game. Uh, you guys should watch it. We'll retweet it. Um, but Frank, I think we've talked enough about other sports during the biggest week of the year for football. Um, I, I don't think it's any surprise. It's the biggest event of the year. We just talked about Super Bowl one being $12 tickets. Can't get those anymore. Uh, especially when you got teams like these, uh, the chiefs, their first appearance in 50 years, I believe. <sighs> Meanwhile, the 49ers are looking to, take home their sixth Super Bowl title to tie for the most is, is my interpretation on that correct? Yeah, I, I believe so. Super Bowl 54, folks. Chiefs 49ers down in Miami, Florida. Uh, Going to be some nice weather down there. It might be the last Super Bowl in Miami. They're, they're talking about uh, Miami possibly going underwater in the next uh, 40, 50 years or something. Um, you know, with the with the the world, global warming and stuff, so it could be the climate change. Yeah, climate change. So we we could be uh, this could be history in the making. Um, Chiefs are slight favorites though, minus one right now. The over under an astonishing fifty four and a half, but that might even be low. Um, as both these teams are averaging thirty points per game this year, the number two and number three scoring offenses uh, overall, average wise this year. Chiefs get it done passing primarily number four in passing, whereas the Niners are a rushing attack. You saw it against the Packers, could not stop the run where he mostered over 200 yards in that game. Um, so it's going to be just – it's going to be a great game overall. I'm like – there's nothing you can really say bad about either of these teams. It's kind of weird. Yeah, and I guess like the Chiefs are kind of the sexier pick uh, between the two just because people like backing a good quarterback or like a passing attack. Yeah. And we've you've seen it multiple times in the playoffs. If they get down, they're not afraid to score in a hurry. So people like that side of things. Meanwhile, it's not as sexy to pass eight times in a game and still come out like looking okay. Yeah, uh, like Garoppolo has done multiple times. But that you got to chalk up to the great coaching staff that the Forty ers employ and uh, their schemes, both offensively and defensively. Defensively, have literally struck teams in a way they weren't prepared all season long. Yeah, 49ers um, have had an incredible defense all year, um, kind of led by rookie Nick Bosa, actually. He's been great getting pressure onto the quarterback. Um, Patrick Mahomes will be a little bit more mobile than the quarterbacks they've faced so far, so it'll be interesting to see if they can contain him. He's looked really well running the ball so far in the playoffs and had their two wins. Um so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if the Chiefs O-line, which is actually allowing the third few sacks this year, can hold up against that 49ers front seven. Um, it'll be interesting to see if Pat Mahomes can, you know, make a lot of completions, uh, throw for a lot of yards against this Niners secondary, which is really good as too, only allowing 175 passing yards per game, James. Yeah, and they do it with a really nice zone scheme, which uh, Richard Sherman takes a lot of crap for from people 
like Darrell Rivas, for instance, who called him out for not being able to man up with someone. But regardless, it works, and it's a team game. And the way the 49ers are able to strategize and um, basically the, their execution has been flawless almost all season. So to that end, yeah. I, it's very hard to bet against the 49ers defense. I don't know. The, the, Chiefs, said, yeah, the Chiefs offense is just another thing you can't bet against. I mean, you've seen the streakiness that they've had these past couple of weeks after starting off ugly and slow. They have just been unstoppable. I mean, so much speed on the outside with Tyree Kill, Sammy Watkins. And then, you know, you have one of the greatest quarterbacks in the league throwing to these guys. It, it's And you, you don't even mention Travis Kelsey yet, what he's been able to do so far. So, I mean, it, it's going to be a great battle overall. I, I, I don't know if the Chiefs are going to be able to slow down the 49ers' run. Um, what do you think there? Do you think the, the 49ers – do you think this will be a high-scoring game? I kind of think yes, but – I do I, too, I, man. You know, we'll get into a picks in a second, but, yeah, what's your thought? I was going to say, let's run through some storylines here, then we'll have a couple picks. Most, most we, I know neither of us are decided on the game, but just some, the way we're feeling about it going into it. Um, I think, yes, the Chiefs defense will slow down the 49ers run a little bit. Not much. I think you're still going to see them mix it up. I think up, Jimmy G will play them. better than he, or look better. I think he'll have to do more. Have to do more, and they yeah, expect that's a better way to, to put yeah. it. I, I don't think he's ever looked bad necessarily. No, he's looked so really well. I mean, he's looked. He's they're looked just going to ask him to do more. They, I think, the 49ers understand that the Chiefs are going to take away yeah. one thing. That being the run, look to take away one thing. I again, I just said they're going to slow it down a little bit, but I don't think they can completely eradicate it. Yeah. So uh, that that Kyle Shanahan's too good of a coach to know that uh, they're not going to get away with what they've gotten away with going through the playoff to this point. So slow it down. I, that that does not mean stop it. So they just have a plethora of uh, people that can run the ball, wide receivers included. You could see Debo Samuel on a reverse any any second. Uh, but yeah. they're so good at mixing it up. Um, and then let's also talk about George Kittle, Frank. Do you think how do they fare against that passing attack? Who, uh, especially when I guess one of the concerns that the Chiefs is probably yeah, they, they don't cover the, the the tight end very well at all. They're bottom five against the, the tight end this year. And Kittle, you know, who was a little quieter against the Packers, great at blocking uh, the whole game. Um, he, I think he's going to have a big, big game. Um, I like him to get seven or eight catches in this one. Uh, if it's a track meet, which I expect it to be with how the Chiefs want to play on offense and how the Niners can move the ball themselves. So I, I think George Kittle will have a great game, um, perhaps an MVP performance, honestly, out of him. I really think I really think I really think they're going to struggle to cover him. I think that's a very interesting pick, especially given the value on him. Yeah. Any other stat you want to run through some, I guess, betting trends here first? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do some, some betting. We'll picks. do some betting trends, and I think we should do some just our picks ourselves, our and picks. then we'll and then we'll get into the fun props. Um, okay. But, so both teams uh, away from home this year are seven and one straight up, and six and two against spread. So. You know, Spooky. it's it's a double away game for both of them, I guess. Neutral site. Um, the Chiefs have won eight straight uh, by an average margin of sixteen points, so they've been on fire. But the Forty Niners um, have also been doing just incredibly well recently, uh, as you guys all know. So you never really know. I like this one about the ref, Bill Winovich. Vinovich is the head ref in the Super Bowl Fifty Four, and since twenty twelve, favorites are three and seven straight up and two and eight against the spread in playoff games. Ref by Vinovich. Yeah, it'll be his second Super Bowl that yeah. he's done. Yeah. Um, and so that's very interesting to know. Yeah. Uh, so right, that says Frank. take the Niners based off two and eight against the spread. Yeah, that's Bill, true. Bill likes an underdog. 
He does. Even the one-point dogs, maybe. Yeah, yeah, not a big underdog. Um, I, I'm going to say this. I'm taking the Chiefs minus one. Uh, I, I'm a Chiefs fan. I've been a Chiefs fan um, all, all playoffs long. Um, and I think Tyran Matthew makes a big play in the fourth quarter to seal the victory, and Patrick Mahomes uh, moves the offense enough. Uh, 28-25, Chiefs. All right. Well, I told you before this episode. So, of course, 28-25, right near that over-under number. <laughs> I like just the under. under. I like the under a little bit. You sound like uh, – I, I don't uh, love it. You know, I'm not saying I'm betting the under yet, but I'm taking the Chiefs, and we'll see about the, the spread or the points. I mean, yeah. Fair enough. Um, I My heart says go with the Chiefs. I told you before this episode I didn't want to make a pick on the episode, but here I am doing it. Uh, I'm going to fade my heart. I've been betting with my heart way too much lately, and I'm going to go with the San Francisco 49ers. Um, I, that, that's literally my logic right there is the fade the heart. Uh, that could be a little slogan of mine going fade forward. Night. This one pays fade off. Fade the heart. Fade, fade the heart. So, yeah, so without further ado, Frank, let's talk props. That's way more fun. Yeah, uh, the first and foremost prop that you guys all care about, we all care about the national anthem over under. Demi Lovato will be singing in full force come this Sunday evening. And the over-under is set at 124 and a half seconds with the over a minus 150 value. So you're not getting a lot of value in the over. The under has some value there. And I, I don't think it's a bad idea. We have some stats here. James, you want to run through it? Of, of, her, past, yeah. of her past national anthem performances. You, you did a nice job collecting these, so I'll shout you out. When you looked up the fact that she sang the anthem for McGregor versus Mayweather, uh, and that went for 130 seconds, yeah. so the over the over would have hit. But besides that, she's done it about five or six other times. Uh, that was the most recent. That was in 2018. She's done it about five or six other times. A couple at MLB playoff games, and has not gone over two minutes in any other performance. So at least the one documented one, the most recent, yeah, yes. would say take the over. Yes. Uh, if you acknowledge that and look historically, the under could be uh, a safe bet, especially uh, the way she's saying at the Grammys. Um, I don't know, man. I think the way she's saying at the Grammys, she's got the pipes. She might really let them let them loose. Well, here's here's the other side of the equation to look at, and I'm I'm looking for value here. Uh, <laughs> it's worth noting she could break down and cry at any moment. She's been through an emotional past you got to yeah, acknowledge for that. sure the, the the drug troubles that, uh, it's no secret that's, a, it's no that's secret. an easy over though you would no that's kind of what i'm saying yeah i'm, I'm seeking regardless of, okay yeah the line says there's value on the under but i'm saying when you think about that little advantage i think the the over is i get why it's minus 150 yeah i i don't trust her in the slightest emotionally she's a wreck yeah and i've seen nothing to prove me otherwise so <laughs> given that potential for her to just Literally, start, like she literally started her performance at the Grammys. Had to stop for a moment, teared up, had to wipe down her face. I think that was that that stop. You know, once the first note people, goes, yeah, oh, the, starts crying. Exactly. You, <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked. Thirty and seconds I know later, everyone, say can you see? Everyone might as well just get out their iPhones, pull out the stopwatch. Yeah, that's the best. I've seen my friends. I've been with my friends. Yeah, that's the best. It's a riot. You got to start recording it on your own. Um, The manual. And then you look, go on Twitter immediately after. Darren Rovell will have the unofficial time. Yeah, I'll uh, probably take. Because his stopwatch is better than yours. (laughs) I'll probably take the under. Um, You know, like, I just think five out of six or seven, six out of seven performances 
I've been on the under. I gotta take the under. But um, let's move on. I'm gonna. What do you? I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make up my mind on that ten yeah, minutes before. Yeah, I'll see. We don't have the one the line on our one book yet, so I want to see what the line comes out to be because I've heard that it's also different on other books. I'm gonna get two beers in me and then make a make a decision. Uh, there are a lot of other funny props, Frank. I'll run through them. Uh, J Lo showing butt cleavage plus one seventy uh, to be shown, and so there is some term here plumber crack or reverse butt cleavage will, will count as a yes what is a will, reverse butt cleavage i i really don't know i and i don't i'm not going to read into that too much <laughs> but i think that's just ensuring you have the benefit of the doubt on your side if there's any question as to whether it's butt cleavage you're going to get um help from the from the house reverse uh, butt you know, cleavage sounds like like she's going to show her groin off or something <laughs> so, yeah if it's if it's a camel toe or something i think i Again, I I'm not. I tried not to read into it, but there you go. You got me going. <laughs> I got um, you going. I'm sorry. So, uh, t- uh, any touchdown score will put a ball into the stands, whether they hand it to someone like Cam Newton or throw it or punt that it. How is uh, it's plus one forty. That's like oh well, I guess because it's a Super Bowl, you think they might want to keep the ball or something. You would think, and it's probably just going to be like I I would, I would take the value in that though because I I th- I could see a guy throwing the ball like Travis Kelsey. You yeah he could just sp- or like spike it in a really high J Lo J I'm taking the value on J Lo butt cleavage as well. I mean it's something we all kind of want to root for if, internally. If, if not her, it, hopefully Shakira. I would personally, if I were to stick with fade the heart, I would have to say no. But I might <laughs> leave that heart. just to my. We'll see how that translates uh, well, on Sunday. Uh, quickest scoring drive faster than the national anthem length. So, you know what we were saying two oh four. Two minutes, four seconds for the national anthem. Assuming that, like, it hits like right near that, do you think there will be a quicker scoring drive than that? They're saying minus two eighty. Yes, um, but obviously, if Lovato starts crying and it's like two and a half minutes, that provides even a bigger. Chance I would, for I would you. say yes for sure. Well, I think you can take can the value there. Yeah, and like end of half, a quick one minute drive to get a field goal or something. Yeah, um, no, I yeah. think that that's a. I, I don't think I'll bet it. And then I, I like this other one. Total combined weight in pounds of all the players that score a touchdown. And the weights are taken from NFL.com. Um, the over-under is at 1,399 pounds. So that's – You assume like the average guy probably weighs like 210, 200 pounds. They're assuming yeah. like seven touchdowns, six touchdowns. I guess the tight ends are probably a little heavier. They can help that. Yep. And maybe the running backs. Um, I, I almost like the under though. I kind of do too. I don't. I'm guessing <laughs> That'd be a tough if, one uh, to keep track of. I'm guessing if a player scores two touchdowns, they will just double. Yeah, oh, yeah, that yeah. Double. Yeah. Okay. His weight would Good double. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So those are some interesting <sighs> ones. But what? Let's give the ones we like. Yeah. Let's give some ones we like. Uh, probably a little bit more related to players or plays within the game. What What do you have first for us? All what? right. I like Mahomes under rush yards. I've seen it in a couple different places. I'm seeing it around 30 yards myself right now. Um, and so adjustments, adjustments, adjustments. That is what Robert Sala is going to be making, having watched that AFC championship game where Mahomes kind of erupted on uh, the one long touchdown run and then a couple other times when he scrambled uh, as he got blitzed. So I think this San Francisco 49ers D-line is the best in uh, football right now. That is my take on it. And I think that they eliminate or at least contain him on the eliminating those big runs. Um, so the ones that he got against the Titans, I don't see him in this one. So he scored, or he rushed over 50 yards in back-to-back games. Um, but in 
34 career starts. He's only rushed for 30-plus yards five times, and I'm saying under that in the Super Bowl. Now give me one you like, Frank. I don't care if you agree with this. <laughs> All right. Um, I like uh, one of Mahomes' teammates, Meikle Hardman, the rookie, over one-and-a-half receptions in the Super Bowl. Um, he started the season with two-plus catches in seven of his first nine games. In the last nine games, only two of the of them have had over two plus catches, but I think the 49ers will focus on Tyree kill Travis, Kelsey, Sammy Watkins. And I think Hardman's speed will allow him some space for linebackers. I think it'll be a couple short dumps um, to Hardman and it'll be an easy over um, minus one Oh five. Good value there. I like McCall Hardman. What else do you like? Maybe even get one of those touch passes. Yeah. Just some, yeah, that's, that's a good, that's a great thought. Um, meanwhile, I also like roughing the passer to be called at least once during the game, plus 145. We already mentioned Bill Vinovich. Uh, I did go through the entire play-by-play of that 2015 Super Bowl. Did not find a roughing the passer, but my eyes could have deceived me. It's kind of late last night. Um, <laughs> fun fact, he's a CPA in his free time. If, you, if any of you are a CPA out there, we all know you're not that fun. You're business-oriented. Uh, and he's not playing around anything close to passing or roughing the passer. He's, he's blowing that whistle, uh, and his crew. Um, and, and so I personally, uh, did some other research on it this season, 134 roughing the passer penalties called an average of 0.52 per game. So a little bit over 50% of the time. And then you're getting plus value on that. Are you kidding me with the way Mahomes kind of tries to escape the pocket? Uh, someone on this 49ers team might go too low. Or they might, you know, hit a hand on his helmet. Someone might hit Jimmy G's knee. His knee's a little beat up. That's true, too. I'm thinking – I think both of them have enough scrambling talent that they're going to try and extend plays, and there might be a time when someone lunges at him in the wrong fashion. So that's my second play, Frank. I like – yeah, I like that. I like uh, the last play of the game to be a quarterback kneel. Minus 155. Um, this is actually against the trend in the recent Super Bowls. Only two of the last eight Super Bowls have ended in a quarterback kneel. So that that's kind of surprising to me. And, you know, it is favored to be a kneel. And I just – I uh, I love when a, a victory formation gets called to end a game. I, I really love it. I know, like, people want to come down to the last play. No, I think there's nothing better than in a championship game. You go into the V formation, you knee it, you lift the Lombardi trophy – I think it'll be the Chiefs doing it. Patrick Mahomes on that right knee. <sighs> Can't wait. Wow. <laughs> Just proclaiming. Or, or, or Jimmy. The... You know, Jimmy, if you have to knee it, you know, at least at least I get the, the kneel. Fair. Yeah. If you, <laughs> you'd at least get the kneel. That's true. Um, all right. So my last play, Frank, will end on this one. I think this is a game that's close. I did say high scoring, too. But I think there's going to be one or two errors that really flip the script in this one. Oh, yeah. Um, and like I said, that 49ers defense, tough to bet against. I think there's a defensive or special teams touchdown in this one. Uh, I forget what exactly the value on it was. I think it was plus 230 or something higher. Uh, I think that's – you don't want to throw the the mortgage on that one. But, no. you know, take take 1% out of that paycheck of yeah. yours or so. No, all these bets are for entertainment purposes only, guys. Well, and the value and the, expect- <laughs> and the expectation to hopefully win some money out of it. Yeah. But something fun to root for yeah. while also having a decent chance. That's why my plays are what they yep. are. We know you guys will be tuned in Sunday, 6.30 p.m. Um, Chiefs 49ers, J-Lo, Shakira. I mean, it's just – it's going to be a great, great day. 
going to be some fun commercials. Obviously, everyone loves the Super Bowl commercials. Um, and I, I think anything else you want to add on the Super Bowl, or should we just move into uh, some sad and glad beats? I know you already brought up w- the sad beats on this episode. Yeah, you can skip me on that part. I just want to say I haven't seen a line on it yet, but I would love to throw five ten dollars on this thing going to overtime. I, I think that would be a lot. Yeah, of, I, I I wouldn't be shocked given the way these teams compete with one another. Yeah, um, not a bad call. Not a bad call at all. Um, let's move on uh, to your glad beat. Let's talk about specifically your glad glad beat. Yeah, I don't need to get into the numbers, but I was. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll be vague. I was down a lot, and I decided to throw a lot. Not quite as much as I was down, but a lot on a four-team parlay plus, like, 600 value uh, with these four teams' money line parlays. Uh, the Maryland Terps, this was Sunday, Maryland Terps on the road at Indiana, Michigan State on the road at Minnesota, San Diego State on the road at UNLV, and Ohio State on the road at Northwestern. Put them all together, and what do I have? I have my greatest win in betting history. Uh, just turned around the week, went from pretty negative to pretty positive. And it all starts with a great glad beat. Maryland are up, I think, 14 in the first half. Just gets dominated most of the second half. But down 76-70 with like a minute 20 to play, minute 30 to play. They go on a 7-0 run to end the game. 77-76 is the final. IU chokes like a basically a layup at the buzzer. Um, just And that's that's what started it. The other three games all fell in, fell in place. And that was the gladdest beat I'll have of the year. And I like I followed along at every step of the way. I think I, I texted you the bet and you were like, "Come on!" I think your first response was, "Come on!" And then you're like, "I can't tell you not what to do and what not to do." And I go, and Zed, I like this." I I told you specifically <laughs> I didn't like that Maryland win. And once you had that, I was like, "I feel good for you." Like, I, like after you got that one out of the way, I know I that like, was the lowest. You might odds. be onto something. Well, yeah. What what about uh, you? Had a big one though with Iowa yesterday with Jeracy. I know. You yeah, don't... I did, but I didn't have like that much on it. But uh, so I was glad, but it was not quite as glad as yours. Like I still was not out of the doghouse yeah. Uh, yeah. myself. But meanwhile, I will say one other that helped me out, of, like literally crawling out of a hole was I took the under in that game in Paris. I was calling jet lag uh, between the Bucks and the Hornets. And the under looked good all game. They're scoring right around 50 points a quarter. And then in that fourth quarter, you kind of see an explosion. Uh, but the explosion stopped a half point short of the over, thank God, because P.J. Washington missed the second free throw of the pair. Uh, and that was a very glad beat that he missed that. And I covered by a half point, And that gave me some momentum to get closer to that magic number of zero in betting. So still finished a little below, but <laughs> beyond that, glad to get back into um, the, the habit, the habit. Yeah. I, I don't call it a bad habit, but I call it, I mean, it's, it's my entertainment. I live alone. I don't have any roommates. What, what else am I going to do? Who, yeah. Who get, get over invested in sports. Nothing better. Um, yep. And you know what? We also like to invest in the markets though. And let's transition into the markets. We have a, our little bridge segment about sports. It's going to be about Kobe Bryant. Um, you know, more than just a basketball player, an absolute great businessman. Um, had his own Kobe Inc. Uh, these past few years running a, a film studio. Um, but what do you have on him, Zaj? He's also been a great investor. He's been a phenomenal investor. So he earned $323 million on the court in terms of basketball salary. Uh, he had over 20 endorsements during his career. 
Um, and it was estimated, you know, at his death or at, at the age of 41, he had a net worth of roughly $600 million. So almost doubled what he earned uh, as a player from the age of 17 uh, when he started at the Lakers. Uh, who was it? I, I forget. It was something that I watched. He literally had to have his parents co-sign with him on his first contract because he was not 18 <laughs> yet. Uh, and then somehow, next thing you know, he doubles that value um, with, like I said, the endorsements, but also the investments that he made after the fact. He's gone the route of venture capital, started a digital media company. Yeah. Uh, and so he bought a stake in Body Armor, uh, roughly 10% of the company. I forget the year on this. It was probably right after his retirement. Not entirely yeah, sure. Yeah, pretty recent. But he, he put $5 million into it, and that $5 million, now worth over $200 million, uh, after the recent valuation by Coca-Cola, as they put $300 million into Body Armor yeah, at bought, a $2 billion yeah. valuation. So it's it's kind of amazing the the plays that he made and the things that everyone said about him is he attacked business like it was a basketball game and kind of a good life lesson. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to do. Motivational, for sure. And I, also Players Tribune was a huge, um, I guess, I guess dedication of his, but also something that has created value uh, in his net worth. So um, just wanted to shout that out there on our transition yeah. into the market. He, this man, he won an Oscar even. I mean, just insane. What a, what a talented, talented human. It's so sad to see him go, but let's, let's try to move on and start talking about the market. Zaj. Um, it was, uh, you know, up and down week last week, uh, started off a little bit. All right. And then the, the coronavirus, uh, as I brought up earlier in the episode, uh, kind of sh- striking fear in, in the world a little bit spreading throughout China. Um, I think uh, there's been a case in the U.S., cases in Canada, some spots in Europe. So they're they're really trying to shut down kind of everything, slow this down. I think uh, it doesn't seem too big of a deal uh, right now, but China's GDP certainly, I think, will be affected by the epidemic, and that's evidenced by Starbucks closing over two hundred or 2,000 China locations, and also McDonald's, Pizza Hut, and some other companies had to shut down outlets in China as well. Uh, to, as they as they deal with this uh, virus, and the Miami Ohio Redhawks had to shut down a basketball game. They postponed it due to the coronavirus as well. I really don't know why. I, like I don't know why I, that was the thing. I'm against the coronavirus. I just want to say that I don't. I do not support it. You are. Uh, that's good. Yeah. Thank you for taking yeah, a stand. I want to take a stand. I I don't. I'm still undecided. <laughs> Wait for the facts, and we'll figure it out. Yeah. I want to just Wait, make sure yeah. that we're not judging it too. Soon. Yeah. You know. Um. Yeah, it's, it's so, but the market's rebounded this week, guys, uh, mainly thanks to Apple's earnings. Um, Apple just blew it out of the water um, in their fiscal first quarter, really the fourth quarter of 2019, um, over 19% growth year over year in earnings. Um, their gross margin even increased, and they uh, really just had a, a blockbuster quarter all around, as their CEO, Tim Cook, put it. Uh, you have anything on that? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, they just the way they have grown. People said, "Oh, they're already so big. How how can they continue at this pace?" AirPods. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, dude. It's the headphones and the wearables too. Like the Apple Watch is still popular among people, and like I, those two things are their biggest things. So I mean, the iPhone's they, and the biggest the, for sure. They made over a billion dollars uh, a day in revenue in in that quarter. Yeah, that which is nuts to think about. <laughs> um, but no, they all have like one of the largest cash piles too, so they have the money to go invest in other businesses, yeah. and buy buy out their technology and improve their own. Um, so it's really of no shock to me. 
um, that they have had such an astounding growth and are sustaining it. But at the same time, there's a point where we talked about it last week. The market may be overheating a little bit. Uh, You you could make that. I'm not saying that specifically with them as a company. Here's here's a little tidbit for you. So we're we're currently uh, positive for the month of January, a little less than 1% uh, after that dip from the coronavirus, but that rebound a little bit from Apple's helping us. We're positive for the month of January. If it closes this week positive uh, for the month, that'll be the fifth consecutive higher month. And since 1950, the S&P 500 has been higher a year after a five-month win streak, an incredible 25 out of 26 times. I like those odds. So momentum can be a wonderful thing. So, you know, we're, we're hot, but it doesn't mean we're, we're done. That's, eh, that's actually promising. You got me on that. Step. Yeah. So look at that. There's my mind. Yeah. You, it's blown <laughs> just like that. Um, anything else you want to talk about market wise? Keep investing guys. Some, someone hit us up about investing. Um, we know you guys want to, we're going to, we might start shilling our uh, Robin hood link. That's what we invest through uh, on our own time, but you should be taking advantage of your company's 401ks and if you're new, I mean, it's fun to play the markets. It's really fun. It's fun, but obviously to do with what your bankroll can. Yeah, we have – this is entertainment and educational. This is not financial. Uh, what, what is it? What's our, what's our – dis- Advising? Yeah, we're not, we're not advising you financially to make any decisions. Just like in uh, Shark Tale. I need yeah. to find that clip. One, one, I, of, us, one of us needs before? to get like a, our, our license. Dude, there's so many tests for that. Yeah. I hate tests. Yeah. You, you're taking one this week. Yeah. Speaking of post-grad plans. Yeah. Um, I'm taking the GMAT Friday. Um, gonna gonna go to grad school, maybe. Maybe we'll get my license. There that, who knows? For those of you out there that don't know, you either need to take the GRE for most graduate programs or going for your MBA. The GMAT is one that's widely accepted. So Frank's going to be knee-deep in integrated reasoning, uh, quantitative, <laughs> and and I say knee-deep. Yeah, sentence correction is huge. Make sure you have that the verbal and the quantitative. It's you got to be able to yep. speak the game, talk the talk, and <laughs> count the numbers. I'm also technically working on getting my uh, commercial driver's license. I got to take a few uh, tests for that. Wow, is that to drive trucks? <laughs> yeah, like yeah, larger? yeah. I work at South Shore, and uh, it'd be a little beneficial to be able to pull a bunch of trailers uh, on the back of our trucks and stuff. So. Uh, I already did the first part and I've passed. So, but I need two more exams and then I need to take the actual like driving test. All right. Good for you. You're on the, <laughs> Hey, you're doing big things. And I'm there. also, yeah, I'll, I'll end up my, I'll just finish. I, I'm in a bowling league now. Uh, Joe Conway is hosting it. Um, I'm, my teammate is Mike Geraci, a uh, former roommate of James and I's. And uh, we, we took care of business in week one against our opponents. We won all three of our, uh, three of our games against them. And I averaged 175 a game. Uh, played pretty well. Happy, happy with the performance. What, what do you got going on, Zaj? Um, not a ton. I, I started this intermittent fasting thing. Uh, you've, you've done it yourself, and you kind of been giving me some tidbits here and there. Uh, but I'm breaking the fast this upcoming weekend. Uh, I'm running the Krispy Kreme Challenge uh, at NC State. Uh, so that what that entails is two and a half miles from NC State. There's like a bell tower on the campus. Uh, you run into downtown Raleigh, and there's like a historic old Krispy Kreme. Uh, Krispy Kreme was founded in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, just about an hour and a half away. Uh, and so they have some old locations throughout the state, this being one of them. Uh, and so once you get to that um, sta- stand slash store, um, two, you get 12 donuts. You got to eat them all. 
and then you got to run back the two and a half miles with a full stomach uh, and do that under an hour. So five, five miles, 12 donuts, one hour. I think it's going to be a good test of my bodily capabilities. <laughs> I did earlier today uh, do a little prep. I ate six donuts right after work, then went on a two and a half mile run. Okay. Uh, and that to eat six donuts, it took me three minutes, 47 seconds. And then to run after that took me 20 minutes to do the two and a half miles. So you're thinking like 10 so, minutes for donuts, maybe 10 I, to 15. I'm, th- I'm thinking that second, like the next six donuts will be a lot tougher. Like the first three went down probably in 40 seconds each. And then after that, it slowed down a little bit. I'm thinking I split it up 20 minutes, like 19 minutes, probably for the first two and a half, then maybe like 10 to 15 to eat the donuts. Then probably like 21 to 22 minutes to wrap it up. Um, Good luck. It's for the ki- for the kids at UNC Children's Hospital. Yeah. We we went, underwent a similar challenge, but we had 24 hours to do it in College Spring, and there's some other extracurriculars in there. Uh, but that that one's going to be fun for me. Um, and then obviously we'll be lounging and watching the Super Bowl on Sunday. So that's my recovery. Yeah, a lot of cal- a lot of calories will be ingested. Gonna burn a couple too while I'm at. Yeah, we'll be we'll be back fasting next week. No worries, no that worries. Enjoy the weekend, like- folks. Sounds like a good plan to me, Frank. And I know what our song of the week is going to be. Uh, it's going to be Shakira. You're going to hear her on the halftime show Sunday. Uh, her and J-Lo. J-Lo is going to show some butt cleavage. What could be better? Uh, and also, you're going to be playing Ball Street like us using our referral code P2P. Uh, you'll see us tweet this out over the, week, oh, over the next couple of days before the, the actual game. Yeah. But play Ball Street with us, our good friend Matt Lightman, former guest on the pod. He says play ball street you're gonna have a great time doing it you can enter for free and using this referral code you'll get a bonus if you finish in the top 20 percent uh and, and we might get you, a bonus honestly you know, well and you, you know that could help us more fan gamble yeah. giveaways yes exactly some more fan gamble giveaways we return everything back to you guys um and yeah i think uh enjoy shakira just go listen to her go listen to j-lo get ready for the mm-hmm. super bowl get in your get in the mindset whenever wherever shakira